0: Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 2414 This is Learning with Leslie. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I am talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com. And once again, another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about five ways, get this, five ways to prepare for the Google Penguin update and not get pimp slapped. <laughs> yes, you heard me right. I said pimp slapped. The fact is, Google controls a lot of business out there. And from one day to the next, you can lose it all with one of their mood swings, as I've been saying in my intro intros uh, but not you. Not you, of course not. Because you're going to be listening to this episode. You're going to listen to this episode and take action. I'm going to give you strategies for dealing with it so that you never have to see it. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Man! and I feel like it's been a while since I've recorded one of these episodes there's been so much happening over the last few weeks you know we had the the relaunch of Become a Blogger premium and uh, we had a number of new members come in it was a successful launch um, and I've I've had a lot of fun with it I've learned a lot in it I've learned a lot about myself and I'm going to be sharing some of that in the future with you in terms of my style of marketing and what resonates with me what doesn't resonate with me Um, but there's been so so much happening over the last few weeks that I haven't been recording podcast episodes as regularly. Um, So I'm just getting this one started. This is the first time this has happened in a long time, but I actually had to re-record my intro like four or five times. It's ridiculous. I never re-record anything. I don't even edit my podcast, but this one was a bit interesting because I was out of the groove, so I need to get back in the groove, and I will be doing that, of course, with these weekly episodes so that you can continue to get value from these podcast episodes. So I'm back on my regular schedule, and I'm excited to be back on this regular schedule. Now, as I mentioned in this episode today, I'm going to be talking about the Google Penguin update. And I want to give you a little bit of background. Before I get into that, um, I want to let you know that, as usual, you can call the hotline with your questions. But I'm going to be doing things a little differently from now on. Um, So this is how I'm going to be doing it. I want to make sure that the questions that I'm answering are um, related and are relevant to the content that I'm going to be talking about in each episode. There's a podcast that I listen to um, from Michael Hyatt. um, And I like how he does it because the questions that he gets are very much related to the content that he's talking about. And that's how I want to do it. I want to keep it as relevant as possible. So, yes, you can call the hotline. The hotline's number is... 888-835-2414 You can call that number. You can leave your message. But this is how we're going to do it from here on out. I'm actually going to be posting what the episode is going to be about from beforehand. I'm going to be doing it on Facebook. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Leslie on If you go there, it's going to take you to it's really going to take you to the Become a Blogger Facebook page. But that's where I'm going to be interacting with the community, connecting with you guys, and so on. And I'll let you know from beforehand. Um, what the episode is going to be about, and I'm going to ask you questions. Well, I'm going to ask you four questions about the particular topic that I'm going to be talking about in the next week's episode. So I think that's that's a way that I can help to make it more uh, relevant and to be more on target and help you even more as we as we move forward. So Leslie on facebook.com, you can connect with me on Twitter, Leslie on twitter.com on Google+, Leslie on google+.com. <laughs> I, I try to make it pretty simple. I stole that idea from Pat Flynn. Um, I like how he did that. So I wanted to do that too. It's easy to remember, right? I think it's easy to remember. everything.com. Just head on over to that and you will connect with me. You can even do it on Pinterest. Um, okay, so let me get into the content for today's episode. How to prepare, five ways to prepare for the Google Penguin update and not get Pimp slapped. And I use those words specifically because that's the way it seems. Um, Now, you want Google to be your friend. Why do you want Google to be your friend? Because Google can send you a lot of traffic. I know this um, because Google is the number one source of traffic uh, for my biology website. Uh, um, I'm looking at my Google Analytics and I can see that in one month I've had 36,000. 241 people visit the biolo- my biology blog and of those 36,000 people 19,655 have been from search traffic and most of that if almost all of that is google all right so that's a lot of visitors in one month So Google can be your friend, and if Google is your friend, that can really help get exposure to your blog, that can help get traffic to your blog, and of course, the more traffic you have, the better you can do what you're doing because you can you can uh, convert that into sales you can um, convert that into engagement you can convert that into a community and and accomplish a lot. People hear your message people get exposure to your brand and all of that jazz all right now Google is my number one source of traffic as I mentioned um, and just rec- just a few months ago um, Google announced that they were doing a series of updates that they were calling the Penguin Updates. They first announced this on April 24 of this year, 2012. And the goal of these updates, very simple, to get rid of all the websites that have been using, uh, let's say, less than kosher strategies of of getting high rankings. Now, let let me explain a little bit about the Google algorithm. Google has an algorithm that they have determined, um, that, that they have developed, and they continue to refine um, that, that kind of scans the internet and detects what websites are about so that they can rank those websites and serve those websites up on their search engine results page. So you go to Google, you go to google.com, and you do a search for interactive biology. Google has scanned the website, the, the, the internet, and found websites that are related to that keyword phrase. And one of the sites that they found, fortunately, is my biology website. So what it does is it serves up these results. And the algorithm is something that, People have been trying to figure out and and there's a lot of discussion about it in SEO, um, search engine optimization circles, and all of that stuff. Now, in the past, they've been able to figure out, and it's pretty obvious, and Google makes this quite clear, that one of the strategies they use for um, knowing if a site is related to the keywords that you're searching for is by the backlinks that you have to your site. So uh, you go to a website and it has a link back to my site and it says, go and check out interactive biology. Now if that website that's linking to my website is a reputable site, uh, Google is gonna take that and use that as information as to, yes, this site is recommending this site, my site, as something related to biology. And the more sites that link to my website, uh, the more that tells Google that, okay, more and more sites are finding that this site is an authority blog, an authority site when it comes to this content. So the search engine optimization circles, the SEO circles, figured this out and came up with all kinds of strategies for getting backlinks artificially or uh, in an automated way, in a way that has allowed them to game the search engine results. So you can have a website and run one of these tools or or try to get a bunch of backlinks and pay for backlinks and all these types of things, and all of a sudden from one day to the next, your site is ranking well in Google. And as a result of this, we it, the Internet has ended up with a bunch of spammy sites um, that, that are there just to promote affiliate products, that are there just to make money and all of that stuff that does not give as much value as Google would like them to do. And when you think about Google, what their main goal is is to provide value to the people that are searching, to provide relevant content so that when you search, you can spend the least amount of time and find the thing that's the, the website that's most relevant to what you want to do now Or what you're searching for. Recently, uh, Matt Cutts, who is the head of Google's web spam team, uh, was doing a talk at SES San Francisco. And in that talk, he was asked about um, the Penguin updates and the next Penguin updates that are coming. And he gave some warnings. (laughs) And that's what I want to call them. But this is what he said, and I quote, You don't want the next Penguin update. The engineers have been working hard. And, this is something else that he said, the updates are going to be jarring and jolting for a while. Now, that is... uh, that's a bit harsh um, harsher than i've ever he- heard him speak about these updates and when i've i've done some research to try to see what the impact of the penguin update has been among seo circles and this is what i found i found different numbers in different places but i've seen numbers up to 250 million sites being affected by the Penguin update. Um, and, you know, I look in different places and I see different numbers, but it just gives you the idea that this peng- these Penguin updates have affected a lot of people. On on one of the SEO sites, let me see, where's that stat? Okay. On SE, Search Engine Roundtable, seroundtable.com, they did a survey uh, to see how many of the people that were visiting that site, uh, and these are people that are very much into search engine optimization, how many of these SEOs have been affected by the Penguin update. They surveyed 1,000 SEOs, and 65% of them responded that they w- their sites were hurt by the Penguin update. Now, this is significant because you have a lot of people that have built significant businesses online and from one day to the next they've disappeared from the search engines the search engines were their only source of, source of traffic so that was their only source of income and their incomes have disappeared virtually disappeared from one day to the next and of course that's going to be yeah, that, that that's going to hurt can you imagine that now in the midst of this in the midst of everything that's been going on, all of the updates from the Panda update, which was before the Penguin update, to the Penguin update, my biology site, my biology blog has not been affected. And in fact, I've been getting more and more traffic to my website. Now, I've had a number of people ask me in the past, hey, you know, you have this blog and it's doing well. You should use some link building strategies um, to help it to do even better. And my response has always been the same. I believe that Google is smarter than I am. (laughs) And because of that, I am not going to try to game the system. I am going to do things the natural way. I'm going to do things the way I know makes sense. When you think about what Google is trying to accomplish, when you think about the fact that their main goal is to serve the most relevant content to the people that are searching, I am going to do things my way a way that I know works. And I want to share that with you. So I want to share with you five tips that you can use, five ways to prepare for the, the Google Penguin update and not get pimp slapped. Uh, and when I say the Google Penguin update, I'm talking about any update that comes in the future, really, not just the Penguin update. And if you can abide by these five things, if you can do these five things, I believe that you're heading in the direction to make sure that your business, your blog, is Google-proof. Okay, so what are these five things? Number one, and this one is fairly obvious. This is where the foundation, this is the foundation of it all, and that is simply to provide high quality and original content, high-quality original content, not content that you're scraping from somewhere else, not content where you have this software that's automatically generating content. No, I'm talking about high-quality content that you're coming up with that's providing value to the people that are coming to your website. And, you know, Matt Cutts said this in his talk, for marketers that want to maximize traffic, in the face of knowledge graph and the ans- and answers on search engine results page, um, the key will be to focus on content that has original value, such as original reviews, unique data, or insights. So you want to not just give stuff that's out there. You want to give stuff that's, that's relevant, that's original. You want to add your opinion. You want to add your own flavor to that so that it is original and it's not something that they can go and find anywhere else. Because if they can find that content anywhere else, that's, that's not just a competitor, but that's a site that Google is comparing your content and their content and that kind of diminishes the value of your content. So high quality original content that adds value, that's helping your readers. Remember, Google's main goal is to make sure that their users are getting what they need. So that's tip number one. Make sure you're providing high-quality, original content. Now, if you've been following Become a Blogger, if you've been following the things that I've been doing here, this is not new to you, Um, and hopefully you've been doing this. Hopefully you've been listening to me all along, and you've been doing just this. So, So with this, there's nothing that you will probably have to do any different. That's what I'm hoping. If this is not the case, if your content is, you know, second tier, you're not putting your best into it, you're not really adding a lot of value. I hope you're going to be changing that from now on um, because you want to make sure that you're providing high quality, original content. Number two, you want to make sure that you have some of the basic things when it comes to SEO. You want to ha- have those basic things taken taking care of. If you're using WordPress, there are really simple ways of doing this. Um, I recommend, well, if you have a premium theme, this is not um, applicable. If, you've, if you're using like Woo themes or elegant themes. But if you're not, um, make sure that you're using a search engine optimization plugin. The one that I recommend is called All-in-One SEO Pack. Uh, The All-in-One SEO Pack, yeah, that's what it's called. And what this does is very simple. It optimizes the titles of your blog, the titles that are listed on your pages, um, so that Google can get information as to what your, your blog is about. Now, by default, when you install WordPress, Let's say your blog is called Interactive Biology, which my biology blog is called. When I go to one of the pages on my blog, what it will say in the title that's right at the top of the browser, it will say Interactive Biology by Leslie Samuel, which is the name of my site, and then it will have the name of the article. So let's say the name of the article is, how, is uh, Seven Tips on How to Do Better in Biology. Okay, let's say that's the name of the article. That's coming after Interactive Biology by Leslie Samuel. Now, I'm getting a little technical here, but I hope it's not too technical. Um, When Google indexes your content, they pay a lot of attention to the information that's right at the front of your titles. So if at the front you have Interactive Biology by Leslie Samuel, and then Seven Tips to to do better in your biology classes. That's seven tips to do better in your biology classes. That's the important stuff right now. That is what this article is about, but it's all the way to the end. And what the All-in-One SEO Pack plugin does is it takes that and it puts it to the front so that Google can know this is what this specific page is about Um, it does that it does a few other things but that gives you an idea it it puts the important stuff right there to the front so that when Google does its indexing it can know exactly what your your site is about so that's number one you want to make sure you have um, uh, an SEO plugin if you're using a premium theme like woo themes or elegant themes they have those features built in and you can uh, set that up there and, and not have to worry about that Another basics, uh, basic of SEO that you want to make sure to do is to have an XML sitemap. And you can get a plugin once again, for WordPress called XML Sitemaps. And what that does is it creates a sitemap of your website, of your blog, that updates every single time you create new content. Now, I'm not going to go into how to set it up, um, but you can do a Google search for XML sitemaps. If you are a become a blogger premium member, there's a video in Module 2 that shows you exactly how to set it up. Um, But that goes beyond the scope of this podcast episode. But you want to have that plugin installed, have it automatically create your sitemap, and you want to submit that sitemap to Google. You can do some more research on that. Um, but that would take care of a lot of the basics. That helps you to um, make sure that some of those SEO things are taken care of. With your titles, you want to be very descriptive. So you don't want to name your, your blog post post number one. That doesn't say anything. Or you don't want to name your video video one. You want to, you want to be very specific. Seven tips on how to do better in your biology classes. That gives Google more information. So when it comes to SEO, provide Google with as much content, as, as much information as possible on what that particular blog post is about, what every page on your site is about. And you can do this by installing the all-in-one SEO pack plugin and creating XML sitemaps with the XML sitemap plugin and being very descriptive. That's all I'm going to go into the basics of SEO. Um yeah, let's move on. Tip number 3, let your links build naturally. Naturally. Yes, I said naturally. I'm talking about I'm not talking about using a software, a program or some tactic that you learned for generating a bunch of backlinks in a short period of time. Once again, Google is smart. And when Google detects that you're using these things, eventually, I believe they will catch on to it. And that can affect you negatively. Now, there are examples of many people who have done this and their sites have not been affected. Or at least they have not been affected yet. It's better to be safe than sorry. If you want to get people to link back to your content, create content that is link-worthy. And then put it out there. Share it. Let people know about it. But if your content is awesome content, if when I come to your blog and I read your content, I am blown away, I want to link back to it. I want to share it with my audience. I want to let people know, hey, you got to check this out. Uh, Because the more I share high-quality content, the more they look to me as a source of high-quality content. So make sure you're you're providing good content, which was point number one, and let your links build naturally. I have not used any programs for generating links, any tactics for, for getting a bunch of links easily or anything of that sort. I created good content, and then I went out there and I told people about it. That was my link building strategy, and that is the strategy that I encourage you to use because it is 100% natural, and it's gonna, I believe it's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck long term. So point number one, high-quality original content. Point number two, make sure you have the basics of search engine optimization taken care of. Point number three, let your links build naturally. Point number four, be social. Get on social media. Whether you like it or not, social media is becoming the... the the. Uh, Everything, <laughs> really, that's, a, that's the best I can put it. With sites like Facebook, with over 900 million uh, people on Facebook, and a ton of them are active users, a ton of them are using it every single day. You want to get out there and be social with people. Um, my recommendation is to choose one social network, especially if you're just getting started, choose one. And, and, and build on that social network. Um- I love Facebook, and the reason I love Facebook is because it really kind of helps you to build a community, and that's what I'm doing at the Become a Blogger fan page. I'm trying to get that going, and it's going well. I'm getting interaction there, and not only can people communicate with me, they can communicate with each other in the comments and all that kind of stuff, and I think that Facebook is a great place to start if you just want to dive into social media and you haven't chosen a platform as yet. As much as I love Facebook, I love Google Plus even more. But but because of the features, I think the features that they have going on there are awesome. Unfortunately, not as many people are on on Google Plus. You get a lot of nerdy people like me and geeks on there that are always into the new thing. <laughs> um, but most people aren't on Google Plus as yet, and this is one of the reasons why I recommend using Facebook. Google Plus is a, a great social social network and I recommend being on it also. But if you're just choosing one, just trying to get started, Facebook is a great place to do that. I know a lot of people are using Twitter also and have done very successfully with it. Uh, I like Twitter. Um, but for me, it, I don't get as much of a sense of a community on Twitter. You know, it's these short messages that you send to people, and yes, you can retweet and all that kind of stuff, but uh, it there's not as much interaction with a community, in my opinion. And of course, gonna be so, there's going to be somebody listening to this right now that's going to disagree with me, and that's 100% fine. I don't mind. Now, that being said, I would also recommend for you to get on Google+, Plus, regardless of whether you like it or not. And this is why, you know, one of the questions... Matt Cutts was also asked about Google+, and this is what he said. Um, Google doesn't put a lot of weight on the plus ones as yet. As yet. And I think those are key terms. I believe that Google is preparing themselves for something big. Um, they're they're integrating a lot of their services. And I think, this is my prediction, that Google Plus is going to play a, a more significant part in search engine results in the future. That's just what I'm saying. I'm not going to go into it much right here, right now, or anything of that sort. But that's what I suspect. And I am on Google Plus, and I will be working on building my presence on google plus in a certain to a certain extent it's kind of good now because yes there aren't as many people on there but you can be one of the early adopters so um, that's as much as i'm going to say about that one let's move on to the next one this is absolutely essential build your list if you're not building a list stop blogging (laughs) no don't stop blogging but start building a list your list is one of the most valuable assets in your blogging business, because it really allows you, it's it's people saying, I'm giving you permission to contact me and interact with me, and it allows you to nurture uh, a a relationship with your audience by sending them valuable content. Now, if you have a list of 10,000 people, which with my biology site, I I just broke 10,000 a few weeks ago, um, and when I sent out an email, I get a few thousand people opening that message. Okay, I think the one of the last emails I sent, I got about 25 people opening it, so that's about a 25% con- open rate, um, which is not remarkably high, but I haven't been doing my list very well. I need to work on it more, and I will be working on it more. Um, but that's still 2,500 people that are opening your content that you can direct back to your site. If you have a list, a significant list that you have nurtured relationships with and they trust you, you can contact them and get them to almost act immediately to come back to your site and check out your posts that you just created that's high value, that's shareable, that they will want to link back to and all that good stuff. So make sure you're building a list. I can't, emphasize that enough. Build a list, give value to that list so that you can nurture those relationships so that people can come to know, like, and trust you and um, and uh, come back to your site when you ask them to come back to your site. So that's tip number five. Tip number one, provide high-value original content, high-quality original content. Number two, make sure you have the basics of SEO taken care of. Number three, let your bi- links build naturally. Number four, be social and number five, build your list. But I'm going to give you one more bonus tip. And this tip is very simple. Focus on making your readers, not making, that sounds bad. Focus on things that will result in your readers falling in love with you. Give them tons of value by doing things that nurture your community, responding to them, interacting with them, connecting with them via Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus, and giving them value let them see you as different from all the others out there because you are different from all the others out there care about them so much that they will want they they will be loyal to you and 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 just come to trust you as someone to go to as like the go to person when it comes to your niche so that's my bonus tip so the key overall you don't ever want to be dependent on one source of traffic. I don't care if it's Google, I don't care about it. if it's Facebook, if it's Twitter, whoever it is, MySpace. No, did I just say MySpace? I'm sorry. It doesn't matter who they are. You don't want to be dependent on any one source of traffic. You don't want Google to have the power to determine your success and your fail, failure. Right now, if I lost Google, is if I lost Google as a traffic source, Yes, it would affect me significantly, but I would still survive because I have all these other things that I have been doing. Um, so wor- I'm going to be working on building those things even more because even though I know I am doing well by Google, I don't want to be dependent on Google for any, as my sole source of traffic. So now that we've gone through all of that, I want to give you a homework assignment as usual. Yes, I said a homework assignment. I'm a teacher, so I have to give you homework, right? Uh, <laughs> this is your homework assignment. I want you to come back to this episode, this episode that you're listening to right now, on the blog at becomeablogger.com slash episode 85 and answer this question in the comments area. Here's the question. What is the one thing you plan on doing that will provide your audience with tons of value. If you're listening to this right now, if you're blogging, I want you to come back and let me know. I want you to take action and answer this question. It's good to think about for yourself, and I think it's good to share it with others so that we can hold you accountable, so that I can hold you accountable uh, to what you you said that you're going to do. So head on over, becomeablogger.com slash episode 85 And let me know. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, As usual, this this episode, this podcast is brought to you by becomeablogger.com. But hey, I want you to check out our 10 free videos. These 10 free videos, you can get to them directly. I've set up a URL. And that is at freebloggingvideos.com. Once again, that's freebloggingvideos.com. And in these 10 videos, I'm going to show you, you're going to watch me as I do this. You're watching my screen as I set up a blog, um, showing you how to start the process that I'm talking about when it comes to blogging. How do you even set up a blog? How do you get the domain name, hosting, install WordPress? How do you get a sweet theme so that your design can stand out from the crowd? How do you add pages, add posts? And what is this RSS thing that you need to set up? How do you set it up? and all that jazz. I want you to I want you to to know how to do that. So if you don't know as yet, freebloggingvideos.com. If you're enjoying this podcast, I want to encourage you to rate it on iTunes. When you do that, this is what it does. It helps to get the podcast out there and this is the best part. It gives me that warm fuzzy feeling on the inside. <laughs> um, so yeah, go ahead and do that. I'd really appreciate it. So this is Leslie Samuel. From Learning with Leslie, from becomeablogger.com, until next time, take care and God bless.